Welcome to SKU Talks. We are your one-stop shop for all things e-commerce. While I tend to skew towards Amazon, no pun intended, our guests come from all sorts of professional backgrounds, and I'd like to think there's something in here for everyone. Thanks for joining. All right. Well, welcome back, hopefully, or for your first time to SKU Talks. I'm here today with Alec Mastovich of the Downhill Dog. As anyone who listens to this frequently knows, I love the pet space in general. I love talking to people in the pet space, and this is a really unique company to me. Getting started out here, but I've gotten the chance to talk to Alec a little bit. Just to start off, Alec, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your background, and then let's hear about the Downhill Dog. Yeah, I appreciate it, Sam, and thank you for giving us this opportunity to come on the show today. Um, my name is Alec Mastovich, originally from the East Coast, but uh, started coming out to Colorado about a decade ago. I've always been an entrepreneur. I jokingly never got to have a pet growing up because my parents, we were all so into sports. We didn't have time to take care of it. Fair but enough. To make up for that in the neighborhood, I was always dog sitting people when I come home from school, doing stuff like that just to make a quick buck. Once I hung up the uh, the cleats and the basketball shoes, I finally started hunkering down on business, I started selling shoes, doing little things on the side just to make ends meet, put my way through college. Um, started out at a dealership. I started- you know, just the little things put my life through college. Casual. Yeah. Got it. You know, I I joke. I actually started cleaning, you know, dirty wheels at a Chevrolet dealership in a you know a little depressed part of Pittsburgh. So I honestly kind of joke. I started from the bottom. I worked my way up. I made. They didn't have any marketing. It was a bunch of old gentlemen running the sales department. Yeah. Didn't have a social media account. I came to them. I kind of made my own position. They trusted me. Gave me a little bit of a raise. And ever since then, that kind of gave me the motivation to totally. just put your foot forward and make it yourself. So when I moved out to Colorado. We always joked, why is it so hard to find a pet store when you're in a resort town? We're about an hour and a half from Denver. So Breckenridge, yep. we get 3 million to 5 million people in town throughout the year. So it's pretty similar to like a beach town almost, except it's snowing everywhere and there's people skiing. Yeah. So when you're up here and it's 20, 30 degrees, it's snowing four or five inches. You already drove from the airport. You already drove from points wherever you came from, Texas, Utah. You don't want to leave. We'd always hate going down to Petco. Petco was 30 minutes. They don't have a great offering. Yep. It was perfect. So, you know, the pet industry really blew up in COVID. Everybody started adopting. Um, Summit County is actually one of the most friendly dog places in the country. There's about two dogs per capita. So they joke that, you know, if you have a boyfriend and a girlfriend, you're probably going to have two dogs, four people in a household. So we we only have one dog right now, my fiance and I, but that was pretty much what kind of inspired us to do this business. We kept walking down Main Street. There's over 200 boutiques, retailers from Patagonia to Lululemon to small mom and pop shops. There's yep. no get dedicated accessories, toys, or treats for a dog. So we really wanted to try and solve that issue for the local community, but tap into the tourists as well and make it a one-stop shop for anybody in the town. That's awesome. I mean, it, it makes a ton of sense, I think. It's interesting just because I feel like the pet space, I mean, A, the pet space is just recession-proof just in terms of like, you're going to cut down on expenses and the economic downturn, but your dog still needs to eat and people prioritize their dog often above themselves frequently. But oh, I think that, like not to interrupt, like we did so much did. research, 60, 70 pages to back this idea to get the funding and everything. And, you know, most pet owners spend about 21 to 2000, uh, 2200 to $2,200 a year on one pet. And, yeah. you know, most of them, like you just said, aren't going to make any budget cuts whether it's food, treats, or toys for that dog, they'll actually find points elsewhere to, you know, save some money instead of diverting onto that dog. So it is recession-proof. It's great. And I think that if we can, you know, tap into this local people with the loyalty program, tap into this cyclical tourist, 
we might be able to scale this out and to have multiple different locations. I dream into making it a franchise, but you know, you got to start with one and see where we go from there first. 100%. So how do you guys feel as far as, I mean, so I'm interested to hear, because we haven't really talked about this. So as far as the products that you guys sell, what is what is your overall strategy there? Do you have plans to produce your own products? Or are you guys mostly going to be a retailer for other brands? Or what is your plan there? So we are actually a like a ret authorized retailer for some of the best brands in the industry. We being that Colorado is like a more local community, they, you know, shop local, buy local, all that. We wanted to keep one third of our entire portfolio local. So we work okay. with about 50 companies, but you know, like I said, one third is based right here in Colorado. So Bark and Wag, Colorado Naturals, Tuesday's Pet Company, people yeah. like that are kind of like the core of our product lineup because you can't get them at Petco. You know, it's more of a mom and pop shop, but we also want to have the offerings that Petco has. So we kind of base it off that, to be honest with you, and uh, just want to tap into keeping it local and only offer the best. There's two expos per year, one in Orlando and one in Las Vegas. Okay. And they invite, you know, pet retailers, pet distributors, vendors, all the people in purchasing and everything to come out, showcase the new products, make connections. And when we went out earlier this spring, we had a good idea of who we wanted to work with. But once you, you know, put a name to a face and get to see how they operate their business in person, yeah. it can really rub you the right way or rub you the wrong way. So we kind of pivoted and, you know, made a couple of alterations, but we think that priceless learning experience from something like that to be in the right room with people that are more knowledgeable than you and just take as much as you can. Totally. And I feel like with those sorts of events, I mean, A, in the pet space, I feel like you always meet a lot of good people. So that's great. And B, it is kind of, it's funny the way that if you go as somebody who's a buyer, right, or a retailer, or if you go as somebody who owns a brand, or if you go as somebody as an agency, you have a completely different experience in terms of the way that you talk to people, who you talk to and, and how they operate. But I agree. I think that the the in-person component is something that was obviously lost the past couple of years with COVID, but I think it's more important than ever personally. So I think, I think you're going about it in the right way. Do you guys envision at any point trying to produce any products of your own? Yeah. So I apologize for not answering that question. We actually have, you know, I come from a marketing background back in Pennsylvania, my family, we've yeah. all in the company. So we feel that we don't really have a leash that we can offer. But we bought, you know, a couple of custom leashes from a couple of those Colorado companies that I mentioned, and we were able to get, you know, our logo tailored right onto it. So for, you know, those shoppers that maybe really love our logo or want to take home a nice, you know, keepsake or memento on their vacation, they can get anything from a tennis ball, a frisbee, pen, uh, you know, sweatshirt, t-shirt, crew neck, hat, beanie, all kinds of custom personal items that, you know, the the human owner can wear um, yeah. compared to the dog and just kind of get us some good ROI on our investment because. You know, it costs us money to produce that, but right. even if we don't have the highest margin on that, it's really advantageous to us to have someone wearing that on the street because someone's wondering what the heck that is. Especially locally. And then, I mean, you guys have a great logo. I think this is something that would get a lot of attention, whether it's on a pet or on a person. And then okay. if you guys do decide down the line to venture more into the e-commerce space in any capacity, because I mean, at the moment, that local marketing is great, right? Like that, even if you don't make money on the products directly or make very much money on it, people wearing that sort of thing locally, people having items either on themselves or on the pets, it it, it does a lot of the marketing for you. And then if you decide to go into an e-commerce, a broader e-commerce venture where you can sell this outside of just Colorado, then 
that's again, I think that's a huge benefit as far as marketing goes, even if you don't see the direct ROI in that way. Oh, totally agree. And honestly, not that we're just learning as we go. We have a great idea of what we want to do, but with some hurdles that come in the way, you, you have to pivot and find a new route. But we're figuring that out. You know, the permit issues took the longest, like not to just kind of segue into that. You know, your yeah. contractors will say 25, 30 days of work. It ends up coming out to 53, 55 days. Yeah. Uh, they say one or two weeks for a completion of the occupancy permit. And then it takes about four weeks. So it's just things like that. Um, you know, we're really learning it as we go, but we don't have, you know, the option for online shopping yet. We want to do that. Um, we also want to give you the option to pre-order. You know, if you're coming on vacation for 10 weeks, uh, not 10 weeks, 10 days, yeah. you know, already have your order, you know, fulfilled and ready for pickup or delivery by the time you get down in Breck. And we're really just trying to simplify it for the end consumer, but we're not to that point yet, but I really need to tap into the online sales because if you can do like a, you know, all these companies now do like a monthly subscription box. I don't want to try yeah. and talk Chewy or something like that, but I feel like a small store that can offer great marketing and put in perfect products, they can possibly take on a big player like that because people will just enjoy the experience and feel more appreciated with something closer to home. Totally. I mean, it's not like you need to, you know, step into that market and try to outsell Chewy or anything like that, right? It's it's a big pie. And at the end of the day, especially, I think you have the right idea as far as starting locally, growing your market locally. Ultimately, that can be a vehicle to increase overall just the amount of marketing dollars and funding that you guys have to explore additional ventures. So whether that's one store that funds your ability to open another store, whether it's a couple stores funding your ability to market and offer your e-commerce presence, it's just about you know one business venture funding another. And I think that you guys, as far as your marketing goes as far as um, the market that you're tapping into, I do think e-commerce would be a hell of an option down the line. Um, it's just a matter of freeing up the capital now and starting small and growing intentionally versus trying to do too much at once because I'm sure you already have your hands full of what you're doing. Oh, I'm sure you do too. But you know, like the only issue would be freight. Like we want to yeah. ship products out, but you know, I, I used to work one of my previous uh, positions was at a corporate, you know, supply chain company. And when you're managing the supply chain, it's a lot different than being on the front lines. So I'm not acting like I'm a warehouse manager or anything now, but it's like as an entrepreneur, you got to wear different hats. So yeah. I'm the one that's unloading the pallet, clipping it, inspecting it, loading it, tagging it, all that. And that's fine. But what sucks is when we're in such a remote area, a lot of these trucking companies only come up one day a week. So it's like, right. FedEx to come up only on Thursdays, Old Dominion to only come up on Tuesdays. And, you know, Colorado gets bad snow. So, you know, the last two weeks we've been getting some heavy snow and that gives them an excuse to not come up. And yeah, unfortunately, when, you know, a refrigerator gets damaged, we have to send that back and get a replacement. It's just, I'm not asking for pity or anybody to feel bad for <laughs> us, but it's, we really haven't caught a break at all with any of that. Yeah. It's like, we joked that our grand opening was supposed to be September 15th. And then we pushed it back to November 15th. Then we push it to December 15th and we're probably, you know, going to make it by Christmas any day now, but just, you can't really set something out there for more. Like we sponsored a dog parade two weeks ago. Uh, they had Smart. five dogs up in the town and we were the official pet retailer for it and we're not open. And I don't <laughs> feel that I lost any money on that, but I still feel like there was still some kind of advantage of doing that. But it, it just really sucks because we figured we're going to sponsor that. We're going to be open that weekend. We're going to be official pet retailer, give out coupons and, 
you can work as hard as you can and stay up until 11 o'clock at night driving a box truck back and forth between the warehouse and you're still not going to make it in time. But yeah, it's the cost of doing business. And I think that's what scares a lot of entrepreneurs away. But when you're so close to the finish line, you know, it could be tough, but yeah. And I mean, ultimately the, it's like the early stages, whether you're e-commerce, whether you're retail, I mean, it's, it can often be the trickiest just because for one, they're not things that you've probably done before. You're going to have new challenges once you guys are open and once you're selling through, but hopefully more champagne problems at that point, like we're selling out of products and we need to get restocked and you know, whatever it is, but it's just, yes. yeah, the, the, the money, like the we're selling too much challenges versus that we can't quite get open yet challenges. But I think you're thinking about marketing in the right way. I think sponsorships of local events, I mean, a pet parade that, that to me feels like a no brainer. It seems like you guys are near the finish line, so to speak, as far as starting. Like, yeah. Then, then there's another finish line to get to. But I think that I think that's ultimately the fun part. So, sounds like you guys have a good grasp on marketing. Sounds like you guys are tapping into a great market and a market that's ultimately not going anywhere, which is great. Yeah, and and we appreciate you know getting opportunities like this to stimulate the brand too, because you know we're trying our best locally, but. Like I said, 3 million to 5 million people will come up to Summit County and Breckenridge a year, but that doesn't mean 3 million people live here. It's a very small community, like only about 30,000 people live in the whole county. Very right. small, but you know, you got to tap into those locals. So like we were talking about, you know, even if we lose money on a sweatshirt, not lose money, but the pet industry has ridiculous margins between you and I, and that yeah. can be advantageous to enter as a barrier of entry. But if you can kind of outlast you know, those really high margin product products and then, you know, stimulate some of our own brand in there to try and, you know, get the ROI out there and not lose costs on it, like I said, but it'll, it could really make it advantageous because there's only 5,000 people in town. People recognize my car. They recognize my face, even though we're not open. You're going to see these people again. And it's all about the customer experience. You got to carry yourself really highly every day. Um, you know, I could be down and I can bottle my emotions up, but you really can't ever let the customer see that too, even though they're not open, you know, just walking back yeah. and in the parking garage so i totally hear you and i think it's interesting too i think that like for you guys as far as the product array that you offer i think because it's it's going to ultimately be a very different product that visiting consumers are looking at versus residents right like things like ongoing products like you know pet foods pet treats those are going to be more so probably catered to local people just in the sense that people aren't on vacation and also currently needing to feed their dogs. They likely don't have their dog with them, but also having products that somebody can purchase in person in Breckenridge and take home to their animal. I think that's, that's a pretty interesting way to tap into a market that's ha over half the population is constantly shifting. Right. Oh, great. And we want to, obviously tap into most of those vacationers and i realize that most of them will not have their dog here but perhaps when they come back the next visit they will see how great the store is because you yeah. know we have a, a birthday corner we got an ipad that has arcade games on it for dogs we got a bakery bar we got a treat case we got a quick tag machine so i was wondering how you were part with apple because that's the first one i see under brands you'll dig a downhill dog into apple <laughs> yeah we probably don't love putting them first we just wanted to keep it alphabetical but we uh yeah those air tags up here uh so people have been asking us to resell those and you know they're a little more costly to inherit and put on our product floor but you know, we might not sell a lot of them but just for someone to walk in and be like oh they have that there's just yep. like another pet store 20 minutes away won't have so yeah for sure That's how many of those we sell but we just want to think of every stone and unturn it and just make sure that we check the boxes
Totally. That makes sense. Well, cool, man. Um, I think I think you guys are going about this stuff in the right way. I'm excited to see how things go for you in, in the coming weeks and months. But anybody that's listening, what would be the best way for them to get into contact with you? Well, the best way would just be our website, thedownhilldog.com. Um, if you're ever in Breckenridge, we're right here on Main Street. Uh, you can't miss us. We get about 20,000 cars a day passing us on Colorado Highway 9, so you won't miss us. Um, you can also walk to us from the entire town. It's one of the most walkable places in the state. Um, but we also are on social media at the downhill dog on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find us on amazing, you know, outlets like this podcast, you know, skew talks. So we're trying to get more opportunities like that. And we really appreciate the time today for, you know, getting this opportunity. Likewise, brother. Well, we'll have to, uh, do an update here in a couple months and see how things are rolling out post launch. We would love that. And, you know, if you're ever out in Colorado, we'd love to show you around and uh, and give you a good time. I need to go out to Colorado. I love that. I've, I think I've, I went to Denver once, but it was in like April. So I need to go out there when it actually has some snow. But Alec, thanks again for the time, brother. And uh, we'll look out for an update in a couple months. Well, I appreciate the time, Sam. You have a great rest of the year. All right. And, uh, and thank you to your listeners for this time today. Likewise, brother. Happy holidays. See you. Have a good one.